You are listening to Where is the Line? The stories you will hear will be depraved, disturbing, and true. If you are easily unsettled, you may find this program offensive. And if you are under the age of 18, fuck off. I realize for a lot of people that would be a very traumatic event, seeing somebody like all beat up and cut up and with their brains halfway down the interstate. But for me, that was just another day at work. Everybody drinking blood, everybody eating brains, some monster party. Everybody eating flesh, everybody breaking bones, some monster party. That is a very interesting plant. Are we recording now? Thank you so much for listening to episode 39 of Where is the Line? I'm Kevin, and with me today for however many consecutive times, I don't even want to get into it, my good friend and occasional moral compass, Robin. (laughs) Say something disturbing, Robin. A golf ball-sized hole. A golf ball-sized hole. When you hear the phrase, a golf ball-sized hole, honk your horn. This episode is going to be an interview episode, and I recorded it a while ago, and this episode should have been out sooner. I've been distracted. There were some depressing things that happened that I am not going to be talking about here. I did burden our patrons with this story, though. Yeah, so if you want to get fucking depressed, uh, check out patreon.com slash where is the line speaking of the patrons <laughs> i am i, love I how, need to get better well you know what i, I just don't if you want to get fucking depressed go on and sign up for our patreon page <laughs> you, you know i i above anything else i i i fear i almost wish i hadn't a, i like the patreon because it's become kind of like <laughs> it's a place for me to just fucking vent about shit <laughs> Well, also, it hasn't been just because of depressing shit <laughs> that, that I haven't made an episode in a while. It, it, I've been distracted by the fact that I am finally, after two fucking decades in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, about to get the fuck out of here. About to? Well, I'm trying to. <laughs> Exploring your options? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going up to Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this weekend. If you're around Kansas City, and I just so happen to actually get this episode out before this Saturday, (laughs) (laughs) which is June 5th, 2021, you know, I I think Tuscaloosa, Alabama has more cranes per capita than any other city (laughs) in America right now. And it is strange. Insane. And just, it's and you can't afford to live here yeah. anymore. And you know what? The only fucking thing this town has going for it is football. Yeah. And I like football. Mm-hmm. And I have a decent job. Yeah. I used to like to occasionally go to a game. I can't fucking afford to I a game. Yeah. Nobody not. who lives in this fucking town can afford to go to these games. Yeah, or even if you can't afford it, like, if you're not alumni status and haven't been, like, buying the tickets for, like, X amount of years or whatever. Yeah, um, you you sit where if someone were to get disgruntled, you could fall a very long (laughs) way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and, you know, and speaking of that, you know, they expanded 
Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, not long ago. Yes, yes. You know what happened to the capacity of it? Double, triple. It went down. How? Rich people seating. <laughs> okay. Getting in them fucking the cubes. Boxes, the the, the skyboxes or whatever it yeah. is they are. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the like. cubes again. As if it wasn't, like, uh, you know. Cubes with big windows. <laughs> it's hard enough for someone who lives here mm-hmm. and does what most of the people who live here do. It's hard enough for them to afford to go to a game already, and then they take out even more of that seating. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, it's hard to stay to live. It's hard to live here. Did I ever tell you mine and Mike's idea of how the locals could also still go to the football games? No. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You you know Thunderdome? Okay. Imagine... Thunderdome, except attached to the top of the stadium and on a track so that it rides around the top of the stadium. And poor people who like to watch football can sit in the dome and the rich people in their boxes can open their windows and sling rocks at them. (laughs) It ups the value of the rich people cubes and the poor people still get to watch the fucking games. I'm not a huge football fan. I do enjoy it. But even having this conversation almost makes me feel bad because I'm like, it's Nick Saban. <laughs> well, no, I, I like, like it's but see, that's or the, something to be like, it's do much. But that's the thing is I like football and I have been an Alabama football fan for my whole damn life. Yeah. Like I watched those games with my grandpa when I was a kid. Yeah. I listened to Eli Gold on the radio. Eating your golden flake potato chips. Yeah. Back when you back when you could watch the games on a fucking antenna and <laughs> and you could actually listen to Eli and watch the game and it was fairly well synced up. <laughs> Yeah. But now cable television, satellite technology, yeah. you know. <laughs> Somebody should make a service where you sync up the football games with Eli Gold calling the football games and then release it that way. Could you do that? Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be that hard to do. But then would you have to wait for the whole game to be over? No. The fucking problem with that is the University of Alabama yeah, sued right. an old lady for making cookies with a fucking A on them one time. You win. What do you think they would do if you I tried win. some shit like that? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I just thought of an excellent segue to that segue. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're going to figure out how to make all this fit. You ready to get into this one? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. (laughs) If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're going to die. Your final demise will probably not happen anytime soon and most certainly won't have anything to do with having listened to this oratory. Still, you're going to die. The fortunate among you may slide into the ether as you sleep, leaving behind a corpse that your friends and family will describe as looking peaceful. Some of you may end up splattered on a tree. 
Regardless, assuming that you exit this horrible plane of existence in some way that does not disintegrate your physical being, the chances are pretty good that you're going to leave a mess. A mess that someone will have to clean up. Since I started this podcast, I've been trying to speak with someone who works in mortuary services. A person who has seen the worst of what we can do to ourselves and to each other. As it turns out, and as is the case with a great many things, I should have just asked my mother. (laughs) As it happens, she knows people in this gruesome line of work. What you're about to hear might qualify as our first live show. (laughs) For this episode, I traveled deep into the forests of Alabama to my mother's house. On her back porch overlooking the Black Warrior River, I spoke with a pair who have worked in one of the most unsettling occupations in existence. As we talked, a small group of uh, family, friends, and neighbors joined us on the porch. And much like my interviewees and also myself, they were hammered. (laughs) I mentioned this not only to set a scene, but also to explain the background chatter, strange wildlife sounds, and the occasional heckle that can be heard herein. Explanations for the post-seating unusual audio artifacts concluded. I'd like to introduce you to John Raymond and Rachel the Corpse Wranglers of West Alabama. Thank you for being here, John Raymond. You're welcome. So what's the job you do? Now I work for a men's drug and alcohol rehab center. But for about 12, 15 years, I worked on ambulance. I was an advanced emergency medical technician. And for about four and a half or five years, I worked as a uh, for a mortuary transport company. Mortuary Transport Company. That's the... And also, there's someone else here. Rachel. Hi. So, the 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 Mortuary Transport, that's the part that you have worked with him. Yes, my dad owns it. You so. were, we're mostly going to be talking to, uh, to, to John. Good. <laughs> but the last time that I was here, and I'm, you know, again, at my mother's place, so I'm talking to my mom's neighbor. And this is really fucking weird, right? I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> like, how weird is it that you have a kid that is doing this right now? I don't care. I love this shit. She loves you. Aww. <laughs> she Aww. loves me. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, but, no, Rachel, the last time I was here, you mentioned for a minute when you first started this job. My very first call that I ran. You had trouble with it, and what happened? It was terrible. Do you mind? No, I do not. Okay. The very first call I ran was a guy that committed suicide. He shot himself in the head with a shotgun with a ceiling fan on. So you can imagine. With the, and the ceiling fan being on is significant. Yes. How? Because when you walk in, after he shot himself, brain matter and blood was all over every single wall and the ceiling. So he must have had the gun under his chin and then it blew up into the ceiling <laughs> yes. fan. Yes. I would imagine that's not something he foresaw. No, not at all. 
Yeah. But that fucked you up, right? Well, it did for a long time. I wouldn't get back on a truck for a long time because, like I said... What do you mean by get on a truck? Like, because I dispatched. So, like, I dispatched the calls. You didn't know what you had. The crew members found out when you go on scene. So, when I think dispatcher, I think the person that's, like, running, like, you get the calls, you tell people what are How did you end up going out to a... Because my dad was short and just needed somebody to go with him and well that's me he was short yeah like short staffed so oh yeah <laughs> okay yeah not short just staffed. not not <laughs> no <laughs> my dad's like okay. six yeah, six no yeah. 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 Didn't make any sense. No. he's like six three i'm yeah. a very tiny man i need my daughter no to go no to he was short staffed and needed a body to help pick up a body yes. okay. let's just say that you know we're laughing about it now but it's terrifying you you have to have thick skin like you really do you have to have a hard heart you have to i mean it's not for everybody there's a lot of people that can't do it they'll ride for a day not even a day not even make it through the shift and they want to go home like you it takes a special kind of person to kind of just go through the motions of it i guess you can't you can't feel when you do this job you can't have any feelings you just have to flip it off i wonder if i'd be able to do it or not have you ever seen a dead body <laughs> i mean like like I besides one, like at a casket you me know? and mom came across one when i was a little kid <laughs> have you ever poked one with a stick mm, no i don't think <laughs> <laughs> so john raymond yes how did you get into this line of work? Wait a minute. How did you get into this line? Wait, no. We yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. Her dad owns the company. You My were, you, were re, you just kind of born I fell, ended up into I fell it. in it because my dad has done it since he was sixteen. So I wouldn't even go near his body van, which is what you put the people in when you pick them up. I wouldn't even sit in it. I wouldn't go near it because I thought it had like bad juju. So <laughs> quit messing <laughs> with job. it. But, like I said, I'll do anything for my dad, and it come a time where he needed me, I went, and it took me months to get back on the truck to even remotely help him after that. Wait, so why did you go back after that? So you had a bad time this first time. Mm-hmm. And he was, you were doing dispatch before, so you didn't like it the first mm-hmm. time. How did you end up doing it again? Because my dad needed dad me. Needed <laughs> Your dad needed you. He needed me. I had to go. All right. You don't turn him down. You All right. That go. that explains. That explains how you got into this. That's how Raymond got into it. John Raymond. Yes. Her dad needed somebody, and you did this too. No. So <laughs> we worked at an ambulance company together. Me and Rachel worked at an ambulance company together. And one night, her brother Robert was there, and I was off shift, and I was just hanging out. And Robert's like, "Man, I got this coroner call." And uh, I was like, I'll go with you. So uh, I jumped in the van and rode with him. It was a man who had actually committed suicide in a in a cemetery. Was sitting in his car in a cemetery. Had a, had a Bible in one hand, a pistol in the other, and had shot himself in the heart. Shit. Who did he know in the cemetery? Do you know? No, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Quick yeah. service. From the, from the uh, audience, maybe he was trying to be considerate. <laughs> That was your first. That was the very the, the very first call I ran with, with her dad's company, and that was for free. Like I just did that because I was bored, had nothing else to do. So he, so you show up to the cemetery. He was in his car, mm-hmm. shot himself. Yeah, shot himself in the heart with a pistol. Had a pistol in one hand and a, and a Bible in the other one. Shot himself in the heart. Mm-hmm. 
isn't that is that not weirdly poetic? I mean, like most people shoot themselves in the head. Yeah, or, uh, there's right women w- w- when women commit suicide, they will usually shoot themselves in the heart and not in the head. This was a man, but but yeah, he, 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 I, I'd had a few people that have done that. Actually, one of them ended up being a guy that I knew that I worked with at the ambulance company that did the same thing, shot himself in the heart. Remind me to come back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I, I talked to a mortician one time, and he, he, he told me that, you know, he works on corpses, and he gets suicides of all kinds, and women do tend to want to leave a better-looking yeah, corpse than men. Corpse, yeah. yeah, he said men will just blow their brains out yep. all over the wall. Women will poison themselves or slit their wrists or something. You have a lot more men that commit suicide. Oh, yeah, a lot more men commit suicide yeah. than women. Yes. You work five days a week. Uh, usually about three days a week. I did three. It was a three-two. It's called a three-two-three shift. So you work three, work three days off, two days. Are you on call from home, or is there somewhere that you sit and wait? Yeah, you just sit and wait. There, there's a station. Her dad's got an actual it's a little building that's down in a. You just sit there and sit there and wait on a phone call. What do you call that building? The station. The station. Okay, so a call comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh what's the last call you did? The last call I did, all right, so her dad has several contracts with a lot of the funeral homes in the Birmingham area. The last call I did is actually a guy who had died at a hospital down in South Alabama. And um, he was an organ donor, and I had to go pick him up and take him to the uh, Alabama Organ Center so they could uh, remove whatever organs he had donated. And then he was going back to that hospital um, that afternoon. That was the very last call I read with him. Is that usually what you do is the the hospital kind of calls? Yeah, well, uh, no, but most of them are, are going to be like for the, uh, the, the funeral homes. So, so say grandma's at home and she's on hospice and she dies you go to to grandma's house or wherever she is or to the nursing home or to the hospital or wherever she is and and she she dies and you pick her up and take her to the funeral home a lot of that those are the uh the bread and butter not the calls with the we're here to talk about no no, no. yeah so he, he has the contract with, with with the coroner's office and um so anytime the coroner gets a a call as far as homicides suicides car wrecks drug overdoses any kind of traumatic death, um, any kind of questionable death, you're rolling with with the coroner to the uh, to the scene of the call. You're going in with the coroner. Uh, you're rolling the body around, lifting up the the the, the uh, clothing so he can take pictures and. You know, like uh, let's <clears throat> let's let's not skip over some of that because yeah. I feel like I probably have a greater morbid curiosity than most people i still don't really know like the step by step you know like the like that that to you is something you were like okay we just do the thing and we do this and we do that most people don't know what the this and the that is so let's say uh what's one of the more uh i mean you're not shy about talking about it so what's what what's one of the more gruesome things you've come across uh, the car wreck on uh, I-59 southbound, uh, right about the Chalkville Mountain Road on ramp and the the where the 459 starts. So it was a lady that was driving a little SUV, had her uh, friend with her in the passenger seat. Well, let's, let's go back a little bit. So yeah. that night, 
Did this happen at night? No, no. This this was in the middle of the day, probably two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So you're sitting in this the station. Mm, yeah, we're sitting in the station. And you get a call. What do you mean? What does the call say? Uh, corner call, I fifty nine southbound, uh, Chalfa Mountain Road, and the four feet nine interchange. So, so they just give you the directions yep. and you take off. Yep. You never That's know it. what you're gonna yeah, have. You have no idea. It could be. They don't tell you what to expect or anything. No, no, no. no. So it, it could be uh, shooting. It, it could be uh, stabbing. It could be a car wreck. It could be a suicide, drug overdose. You literally never know until you roll up on the scene. You have no idea. All right. So you get a mm-hmm. in an ambulance? No, they they actually use minivans. Her dad uses minivans. Oh, oh. So when when you take off, you know that there's a fatality. Yes. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Somebody's so dead on leave on a coroner call. Somebody's dead. They, okay. they will call you the the, the answering service or or uh, the dispatcher will call you and say, uh, you know, you, you got a call with coroner, whoever. I fifty nine southbound between Chalva Mountain Road on ramp and the four fifty nine interchange. What does the van look like? Just, I don't know if I've ever seen what I you probably have. You just don't know it I, exactly, which is why I'm wondering what it looks like. They're just they're just minivans. They're they're just little little minivans. They're kind of like um where he's, where he's gone in there. No, they're they're all different colors to where he's gone in there and stripped all stripped everything out. And there's just a little uh, area in there for the uh, the stretchers to go on, and that's it. So they're just purposefully yes. nondescript yeah. looking. Yeah, there, there, there's a couple of them that say mortuary transport on them, or there used to be when I worked there. There was a couple of them that said actually said mortuary transport on them but but for for the most part they're just nondescript little uh passenger vans just like any soccer mom would drive that's fucking amazing yep most people don't know that you know that most people don't know that yeah you would not know it if you pulled up beside one you would not know it because the windows are tinted Mm -hmm. you can't see inside so you have no idea that you yeah i pulled up at a drive-thru one time at the mcdonald's i was coming back from somewhere and uh I was going through the drive-through, and the girl was like, "What's that you got in the back?" And I said, it's, "It's a dead body." And she said, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm serious. It's mortuary transport." And she like handed me my food and shut the window real quick. <laughs> so that kind of brings us back. We were we were getting into one of the more gruesome things you had ever saw, you had ever seen. Correct. All right. So you get the call. Yeah. You head out. Yeah. So you we get there. Yeah. So we get there, and there's a SUV that had been overturned i couldn't tell you how many times and uh so what had happened was this lady was driving somebody sideswiped her her friend was in the passenger seat and um when it rolled over one of the times like the roof came down to basically like a point right there and knocked about a golf ball size hole in the side of this woman's head and uh, so as they're rolling over probably three or four times uh her brains are basically all over the interstate so uh so, so we get there and you know like we 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 have to get her out and uh so the coroner's like hey i'm gonna need you guys to uh go pick up that brain matter so i had to tell the police officers hey uh we need y'all to shut down the interstate for us so we can do this so they shut down the interstate and we walked about 100 150 feet maybe 200 feet back up the interstate with a plastic bag picking up brain matter and putting it put in the bag and putting it in the uh the body bag with her that's a job I don't think most people can imagine doing. No. So like, I'll, uh, so like about a year or so later, I get a phone call from this guy, and he's an investigator, and he's investigating this wreck. So uh, the family was going to sue the manufacturer because they were saying she had her seatbelt on, and the seatbelt should have protected her. 
so he was coming to talk to me just like do you remember this lady had her seatbelt on or not hey, can you uh, like i'm sorry yeah can you describe that because you said something about yeah. a golf ball size yeah. hole yeah she had a golf ball size hole like right in the very top of her head to where when she to where basically like when the car was rolling of course the the glass busted out of the vehicle and her brains were just I guess just spilling out all over the interstate as, as, as they were flipping over because it, it was like every like probably 20 feet there'd be a puddle of brain matter puddle of brain matter puddle of brain matter out of like a golf ball size hole oh yeah I you know I would have like that that's interesting I would have thought that the the your brain was no it's kind of under pressure in your of? head but still I would have think that it and it would think that it would be what's the goddamn word moist <laughs> 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 I would think your brain would be moist enough to hold itself mm. together. It's, it's really not. like hamburger and meat. And not yeah. all fly out no. of a golf mm -mm. ball sized hole. It's like hamburger meat. If you ever want to know what brain matter feels like, it feels like room temperature hamburger meat. So get you a pack of hamburger meat, set it on your counter, let it get to room temperature, run your fingers through it. That's what brain matter feels like. Wait, why do you know what it feels like? I would have thought you would use a shovel or something. No. No. no oh, no. You, you put gloves on and you, you pick it up on. by your hand. Yeah, and, and pick it up with a hand. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's why Rachel won't make meatloaf without without wearing gloves true story <laughs> true story i won't touch any kind of she won't meat touch hamburger, gloves, hamburger meat without gloves on weird true story it's weird it, i mean when when i mess with hamburger meat it's like brain matter I, it don't bother me so i was on the way up here i was trying to think of questions and i came up with one so i just want to go ahead and ask it yeah so i'll make sure i don't forget have you ever missed a piece as yeah. in yes <laughs> someone ever called said hey there's still a hand out here no no so we picked up this picked up a call with the coroner one time this guy had went out in his front yard with a rifle stuck it under his chin and shot himself and uh so we're there and we're and we're bagging him up and everything and the coroner goes hey you guys got a ladder and i was like no we don't have a ladder why he said because there's some stuff up on the roof and I was like, well, I don't know how we're going to get it down. He said, well, that's okay. The birds have got to eat, too. Wait, so did you or did you not get it off of the roof? No, we did not. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes it's okay to leave leave parts behind. Yes. You will, you will miss things sometimes. True story, by the way. <laughs> well, I hope so. That's what we're doing. Are you familiar with the uh, the the riding lawnmower car bomb incident? Yeah, kind of. That was I remember it. But yeah, where the guy got on the ride lawnmower and it blew up. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I do remember that. I, I, I believe I have a familial connection to that incident yeah. somehow. Yeah, that was in what in Walker County somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. it was a riding yeah, lawnmower like, bomb. Yeah, it was a Walker County yeah. incident. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of there are a lot of nurses and things that listen to the show. There are a lot of nurses that listen to the show. I I talked to a uh, a mortician one time. You know, and they're. This is a job that you do. Death is part of your job. And to people who don't do the job, a lot of times when you talk the way we are right now, people you can seem callous. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 what you're doing day to day. Yeah. You know, it's not 
Yeah, so I think it's okay to it, it's your day to day. It's okay to laugh about. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to like where that uh where I was talking about the lady in the car wreck. So about a year or so later, I had to talk to a, a traffic uh, or an investigator. So he was the family was trying to sue the manufacturer because they were saying that she had her seatbelt on. So he came and he was asking me. He was like, "Do you remember if she had her seatbelt on or not?" I said, "Man, that's been like two or three years ago. I really don't remember." So he kept like pressure me like do you how do you not remember this how do you not remember this and i said well man let me let me put it to you this way okay i realized for a lot of people that would be a very traumatic event seeing somebody like all beat up and cut up and with their brains halfway down the interstate but for me that was just another day at work (laughs) does anyone have a question I cough on the pot vape. (laughs) (laughs) Any comments from the peanut gallery? (laughs) We have a question up here. (laughs) Yes. Do you have nightmares about this stuff? Do you have nightmares from from the audience? You know, you would say you would have nightmares from the crazy stuff that you've seen and the bad stuff, but you really don't. The ones that stick to you really and truly... For me, anyways, is when you pick up a child or, you know, where there's a, I guess somebody 18 and younger to me is a child because I have kids and I know Raymond has kids. And when you pick up children like that, those kind of stick with you. And those are the things that you really dwell on. You don't really dwell on the bad stuff because bad stuff happens all the time and it's a, it's an automatic, you know, you just come numb to it, I guess to say. But as far as kids and older couples who have been married for 50 and 60 years and you have, you know, papa crying at the table or mama crying, don't know how they're going to live without the other. Those are the ones that that get to me the most. Those are the ones that I'm more sensitive to than homicides and stuff like that. Those are the ones that get me. You don't really think about the hardcore stuff. Like, you don't, because it's so common. You pick up so many car wrecks because of so many different things. I mean, there's a ton of car wrecks that you pick up. They're all the same to you when you get to it. But for me, it's children. Children and older people are the ones that break my heart. Older people, I think. Yeah. That would bother me. When you have Papa, when you walk in and you have Papa sitting at the table crying because his wife of 50 years has passed and Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't know how I'm going to make it without her because she's done everything. Those are the ones that get me. You know, do you want do you want to go there? Do you want yeah, to go in? Sure. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we've kind of established that you guys are not the kind of people who are like, oh, I'm going to pick up a dead baby off the side of the road. Ha, 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 ha. No, no, no. I mean, like, you, you know, we're, we're laughing about things. But yeah. also, I mean, this is a this is a job that can be. It's hard. taxing, I would yeah. imagine. Yes. So, Emotionally taxing. Yes. You know, yes. what some of. Uh, do we want to get into some of the emotionally taxing things? Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? One of them, I had a daughter. I've got three daughters. One of them was about the same age. Picked up a little girl from a children's hospital who had died of a uh, a brain tumor. What's the age? About seven or eight years old, I think. So that my, I, I had a daughter that was about the same age, and this little girl had died of a, a brain tumor. So I go there to pick her up, and she's in the cooler there at the, at the, 
at the hospital, and it's, it's, it's just just really unusual picking up like a child, a small child. What, just what's the cooler cold. like? So, which, so you which, like arrived there? I mean, which like, one? Because I mean, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. There's you, well that day. So that, you so you go there to yeah. pick up the child, and yeah. he's in the cooler. Yeah, I, I don't know what the cooler is, or it's like a just yeah, a, it's like just a, a refrigerator. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like if, you, if you've ever been inside a walk-in cooler, it's just a big walk-in cooler. And so are the bodies like on. They'll be on like tables, tables yeah. or they'll, they'll, their drawers. Yeah. They're, they're not yeah. like <laughs> movies. You know how they hold the, you know, they pull the door open the and one slide big wall the body that's out. Yeah, that's what that I'm getting at. Yeah. That does not happen. What, yeah. That's, I've never that's seen not one. reality. That is not reality. You have tables and that's what they're sitting on. And a lot of times they're already in bags or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's not like TV. So when you think that it's all nice and neat and everybody's in a wall and you just open a no. a door and you pull a body out, that is this is not CSI. No. Do the tables have wheels? Yes. Yes. Okay. At least yes. that. It's a big metal yeah, table. I yes. did imagine the tables would have yeah. wheels on them. Yep. Yeah. But there's all they're usually on tables. They're not yes. in some yeah. drawers or no, no, no. Like they'll, they'll be on like a big metal table. Um, in a in a big if if you've ever been like a like a restaurant walk-in cooler or anything like that that's about what it is that they'll usually be bigger than a restaurant walk-in cooler but um they're it's yeah. basically just just a big walk-in cooler like a beer cave yes like a beer cave a body cave if you will <laughs> where were we going with this <laughs> the worst call the worst call yeah yeah so uh, Picking up the baby one of them was actually uh. It was a two-year-old kid who had been uh, his. One of his parents had uh, um, accidentally left him in the car when they went to work, and I had to pick that kid up. He had been in the car eight, nine hours or something like that. And went went to work. Had to go pick him up. Alabama summertime. Yeah, kid was two, two and a half years old. Yeah, oh yeah, like in the middle of summer, probably like August, September, something like that, when it's hundred something degrees outside. Yep. Uh, you called me on that day. Yeah, I did. I called a lot of people that day. Yeah. Do you want to go more into that one? Oh, that's that's about really all I've got. I mean, well, but I mean, emotionally. Well, how did he end up? How did he leave the kid in the car all day? The the dad had went to work and just the mom had usually taken the kid to daycare, but for some reason that day the dad was supposed to do it, and dad was not oh, used daycare. to doing that. Yeah, take 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 him to daycare while the parents went to work. So this isn't. We're not talking about like a bunch of strung out. No, no, no. You're talking all. about not some like functional decent adults. people yes, that just made yeah. a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ev- ev- uh, yeah, ev- evidently, Dad had you know just got in going to work mode, and the the kid fell asleep in the back of the car and just drove to work, got out, and didn't think about him till he got back in the car that afternoon when when it was time for him to clock out. How old was the kid? Two, two and a half. <laughs> so you said you started calling people. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've always been able to like. I don't know how to say it, but like other, just like emotionally detach myself. So, you know, I I get there, I'm in the mode of, you know, I've got a job to do. This this is what I've got to do. But once it's over, and you turn that detachment back on, then yeah, I, I, if I had to call my wife, I called Rachel, I called, I called quite a few people because I mean I was pretty emotional about it. You had one of those moments. Oh yeah, I think um, mine wasn't so much a child like I said when we were talking about last week was or the last time you were down here you know i told you i had those mothers that bought their sons matching crotch rockets for graduation presents and they were racing or running or 
riding or whatever you want to call it. It took and me a minute on the crotch rocket. Yeah. You mean like a little ninja motorcycle? Yes, yes. Yeah. And they collided. And the two of them hit each other. Right. And then the mothers, and it's not typical that family comes to the scene to identify a body, but because these two had matching motorcycles and um, equipment, one went to the hospital and one was dead on scene. And the mothers had to come and identify the body that we were fixing to transport. And these mothers, God love them, especially the mother that was, you know, of the deceased son, broke down and she's apologizing for, you know, buying the crotch rocket for her son. But I cried on scene with them, me and my partner both, because we were both females and we both had kids. And you know, you 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 know that was a tough one. That How was old probably were they again? seventeen. Seventeen. Fixing to graduate, they were as seniors. They were both seniors in high school. Doing one made some it shit like that it. I would have done when I was seventeen. Exactly. But if when you do this type of job, you think a, a lot about your kids and what you will and will not allow you know after picking up so many kids in fast cars i'm not going to give my kid a fast car like you really do think differently when you see what we've seen like you literally just you know my husband drove a you know rode a motorcycle that's what we did but if he got too fast i'd slap the shit out of him because you know slow it on down i know what you look like when you wreck like i know the ins and outs of it you you think even though you act like it doesn't bother you you it still lingers on some of the things that you've seen and how things happen you base it upon your your children or your family and you change behaviors because of what you've seen so although we laugh and cut up and you know joke about stuff it's it makes you see things in a different light it really does the tornado that come through yeah i was there i was one of the first i was one of the first about i don't know three ambulances in into uh, tuscaloosa after the tornado hit april 27th 2011 our mentality as far as the weather goes like we have high anxiety yeah, over bad. the weather really bad i freak out i, I freak out over tornadoes now we will take where before that i was like I, i'd be out the front yard looking for them Mm-mm. not since then so you've seen the human body dismembered and yeah. yes. all manner yes. of ways mm-hmm. dismembered disemboweled mm-hmm. broken brains. the entire bone yeah. system oh yeah broke. you go to pick them up and like you can just it's feel like the bones yeah. yeah yeah like you 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 just feel the bones just rubbing together in there because like Every, every bone, every bone in their body's broke. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know how to describe you it. But, but like, you do not realize how heavy gr- the body is until all yeah. the bones are broke. Yeah, that's why they call it dead weight, because it's literally dead weight. You've seen what's inside. You've seen oh, yeah. what makes us all oh, yeah. move and live. Oh, yeah. I mean, that has to make you think about your own mortality. Just let me go in my sleep. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. The ones that would get to me, like, a lot of times would be, like, if you run a car wreck, like, early in the morning. So I would always think, like, you know, man, this person got up this morning, got ready for work, just like every other day. 
kiss their wife goodbye, ate breakfast, washed their hair, brushed their teeth, having no idea that this was their last day on earth. Those kind of weirded me out sometimes. And haven't haven't seen that so many times still. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it could ever be you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Every day. Every day. You don't you do not forget. Do you really? Because I yes. I I will say, oh yeah, that could be me. That could absolutely be me on the way home. The difference but I is I don't believe it. But you don't And I see feel like it. I don't believe it in a way that I can't <laughs> believe it unless I am somebody who is seen it yes mm-hmm. when and you see it, it you will know that any given day can be you you can, can be, be driving day. down minding your own business mm-hmm. and i know you know it mm-hmm. you can be driving down and a car swerving hit you and you're gone mm-hmm. like those are everyday moments that you play in your head when you are speeding or when you're going through a curve a little too fast and you don't think to slow down and you're like you cross that center line just a little bit it's like holy shit like I remember a call that I ran and this is what happens like for me I have huge anxiety about it and of course pork chop you know dr- you know riding with him on the back of a motorcycle all I could think about was getting hit all the time like it was slow down don't do this don't do that I know what you look like when you've gotten hit or when you've gotten a wreck I picked those people up you don't forget some of the things you see it is embedded in you and you think about it all the time i feel like a lot of people if they spent their working day mm-hmm. seeing the worst things that can happen to people on accident mm-hmm. that they had no 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 agency over no control of that mm-hmm. that would make a lot of people fearful just in general neither of you strike me as fearful people no not at all no so how do you it takes it's a different breed like i keep saying that but literally so many people have tried to do this job and so many people can't they will either work an hour their first call they're ready to go home they don't want the job anymore well but you were ready i was you were done after the first one i was done but at the same time, I'm such a daddy's girl, and when your daddy says, hey, I need help, you just kind of go. You ever uh, picked up somebody that uh, died and nobody knew that they had died until like they started smelling something oh yeah oh yeah many times oh plenty all right so there was uh, that's not nothing new (laughs) no yeah that's that's nothing uncommon no, no. I always said like the worst ones that's are called like, a decomposed yeah, body. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that, that's Just a decomp. Like in their home. Oh yes, yes, right. yes sir. So yes, sir. I, I, I always said like you could tell how bad a decomp was when you pull up in, when you pull up in in the van by how many police officers were in the yard. Yes. Because if you don't see many police officers, that means they're in the house. If there's a bunch of them out in the yard, that means this. Somebody has, like, been dead for a while in this house. Or you pull up and there's a bunch of men wearing gas masks. Yeah. Let's so, just say that. So I, I, so I pull up on this call out in Tarrant City one time, and there's, like, nine or ten cops in the front yard. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So this cop comes walking out with a gas mask on. And I was like, oh, this is really bad. 
So he comes over. He goes, hey, man, you got a gas mask? I was like, no, I don't have a gas mask. Why? He's like, oh, this is really bad. So it's this elderly black man who had died in his house in Tarrant City, been laid in his house for about three, three and a half weeks in the middle of summer, no air conditioning in this house. It was to the point to where when you got in there, you could literally hear the maggots on his body. Like hear them, like standing standing close to the body, probably yeah. three, four feet in the body. You could hear the maggots consuming the body. Was it like, was it like a... <laughs> yes, close to that. Kind of like a... Okay. Okay. And a bunch yeah. of flies buzzing yes. and around. And flies. Yeah, that, 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 that's actually what... Yeah. That's actually what... A, Kind of like the Amityville horror. That that's like what alerted one of the neighbors because they hadn't seen him in a while and they noticed all the all the flies in the windows. What was this podcast called? <laughs> I have no idea. This is my biggest fear. This is what's going to happen to me. I am going to die yeah. alone. I will be found by you. This is. Just make sure you have pants on. Yeah. You would not believe, not not, not 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 to change the subject, but you would not believe all you out there. You would not believe how many people, how many people die butt naked. True there are so many people that die that I have picked up that are butt naked. Nothing. What are not, they usually not even socks on? Usually having done. What, what, what were they doing? Like they just uh, fell in the shower? No, I, no, no, no. Just laying like the they chair, were masturbating. Yeah, I saw that one time. Yeah, but um, like uh, is that common? What's that? Like like, like dying while masturbating? While you're masturbating? No, I, no, I don't it's know. Not I mean, common? I wouldn't say because you don't get a lot of those. But, no, but, but like a, seriously, a, what's the age group that dies? Oh, this will be yeah. like anywhere from about the 30s to the 50s. Yeah. But naked, not a stitch of clothing on, yeah. nothing. <laughs> You know what? You know what? No. Let's not end it. Let's just let's see what happens when we get shit faced. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great the, idea. With the what's your job title? Corpse Wrangler. Corpse Wrangler. You <laughs> <laughs> shit face with the Corpse Wrangler. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode 39 of Where is the Line? If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the fucking Instagram or whatever it is that you do. Follow. Follow us on Instagram. Follow the Instagram. At, at where. At Where is the Line podcast. At Where is the Line podcast. <laughs> also, you might consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Not unlike these resplendent persons. From Angthorn, one of the best. I do not remember how I found this podcast, but well, I it was Hollywood crime scene. But I basically <laughs> binged all episodes in three days. Wish I had found it earlier. Kevin and Ashley are whoever co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Robin. Are all hilarious. The banter makes me wish I was part of their friend group. 
I, you could absolutely be part of my friend group if I had one. <laughs> Do you happen to live in Kansas City? <laughs> yeah, if you're in Kansas City, I'll be there this Saturday. Assuming I get this episode out this week and... If I don't, Sorry, you missed I miss it. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on you. You missed it. <laughs> the banter makes me wish I was part of their friend group. Top of my most listened to podcast. P.S. I have the same feelings about children. God, I hope you live in Kansas City. Sounds like we get along. <laughs> you like me and you hate children. <laughs> That's pretty much all the criteria there is for that. <laughs> Metal Princess 861 writes, Where has this been? Thank you, Hollywood crime scene. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Jazz Luna writes, One of the best. I'm barely on episode five, and by the first episode, I already concluded that this podcast is absolutely amazing. I love that they go into detail and specifics, something I crave from other podcasts. This is the first one I have no complaints about. The hosts are funny with great chemistry and stay on topic. I also love the sword and scale shout out. You know, I'm not sure if what I do about sword and scale is really what you call a shout out. <laughs> so much as... <laughs> Lamenting the existence of berating. <laughs> Moving on to voicemails. So many voicemails have piled up that, like, I, I promise you they have. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, we have so many, and I intend to play all of them at some point. But I love them. Please keep sending them. Even the ones that come with death threats. Really? Did we play it? Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked that question, because if you've been skipping the voicemails, you've been missing some shit. Kevin, I would uh, like to tell you that you are not immediately likable. It definitely took me two to three messages to, uh, fuck, I didn't mean to say messages. Two to three episodes. It took me two to three episodes to start liking you guys. Uh, but nonetheless, you got a very soothing voice, if you will. Uh, totally dig the podcast, totally dig the topics. I have found out about you guys from the last podcast on the left. Fucking love those guys. And I have now listened to all of your episodes, and they fucking rock, man. Big props to you, even though, you know, you got to take some time to really get into it. It's kind of like watching a shitty Netflix show, but eventually you realize that you put like three, four hours into it, and you're like, all right, well, now I like it. That's, that's you guys, you know? And that's something to be proud of. So you got that going for you. Um, yeah, side note, love that you guys are from Alabama, too. That's cool, because Alabama doesn't have a whole lot going on for it. Uh, at least in the rest of the contiguous states. We tend to think you guys are all general hillbilly pieces of shit who are fucking their cousins, but you guys make some people second-guess it. Make some other people probably feel reinforced in that belief, but, you know, whatever. Love you, degenerates, and uh, keep doing this, man. I'll probably set up a Patreon account one day 
and get uh, get on there for you guys, which says something because I haven't done that for last podcast on the left yet. So, uh, yeah, keep keep rocking it. And uh, Samantha, fuck, I can't remember the girl's name. You're cool as shit. You got some weird ass stories, and that's awesome. You know, number one fourth grader who held in their shit for the four or five weeks. Our next voicemail, I believe, comes from someone named Adam. Hey, you shit bubbles. I got cut off because there's a three-minute limit, and I laugh every time it happens to everyone else, but I guess I'm maybe a little tipsy and rambling. This is the guy who called in just a moment ago. Hopefully these are in chronological order. Yeah, just wanted to continue rambling and say thank you guys for rocking this. I, uh, I really hope the podcast gets into a longer form and you guys get to do uh, the more interesting topics. I wouldn't be mad if they were like two, three hour episodes. Just saying. But yeah, oh, uh, Adam from Chicago here. Big shout out. Love you guys. Yeah, put the shit on an episode. That'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Good news, Adam. Chicago shit's going on the episode. Maybe not two to three hour long podcast. Well, you know what? <laughs> what what you don't know, Adam from Chicago, is that these are actually two to three hour long episodes, <laughs> which like, I days. get way too fucking picky about and cut down to about forty five minutes or so, <laughs> which is why we almost never make episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We got one more voicemail. This one comes from, I believe, Home Depot. How you doing? It's the Home Depot delivery team. Just calling to give you a heads up that we're about 30 to 45 minutes out with compliance. See you soon. Thank you so much for leaving that voicemail, Home Depot delivery team. I didn't order anything. I assume that was intended for someone else, whoever you are out there. I hope you received... <laughs> Your plywood or whatever the fuck it was you got from Home Depot. That's going to do it for this episode of (laughs) Where is the Line? Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Bye, y'all. Kids, when you go to bed, stay away from your closets and don't look under your bed.